Hello and welcome to All Things Mysterious, where we discuss supernatural, true crime, world mysteries, and the unexplained. I'm Jordan. And I'm Matt. And we are your hosts. December 29, 1999. The air is crisp and cool in the mid-50s. It's your 16th birthday. You celebrate by going out to get pizza with your parents and your best friend since kindergarten, and everything feels perfect. You go home, and your best friend comes over for a sleepover. You stay up late, open presents, then go to bed, and have no idea the nightmare that awaits you. Ashley Freeman was said to be an all-star athlete and a true best friend. She was reserved and sweet, and especially close to her grandfather, Glenn. She was also best friends with Laura Bible, also 16, but Laura was more outgoing and a big talker. Laura was a cheerleader, opposite, but complimentary. Both girls were country girls at heart. Ashley turned 16 on December 29, 1999, and celebrated her birthday with her family and best friend of many years, Laura Bible. After dinner, they went back to Ashley's house for a sleepover. But the next morning, firefighters were called to the Welch, Oklahoma residence, which was completely engulfed in flames. Hearing the news, Laura's family rushed to the scene, unsure of what they would find. After putting out the fire, one body was found. A broad-shouldered woman with a wedding band presumed to be Ashley's mother, Kathy Freeman. But she didn't die by fire. She died by gunshot wound to the back of the head. Police called in the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation, or OSBI, to investigate the scene, and theories began to flood in. Their first theory was that Danny Freeman, Ashley's father, who had not been found, had taken the girls and ran after murdering her mother and setting fire to the evidence. Now, to break this down a little, here's some backstory. Ashley had a brother, and Danny had a son, and his name was Shane. Unfortunately, he had some behavioral issues and began stealing and having trouble with the police. He was stealing cars, I believe from family members, but it's not clear who the actual vehicle was stolen from. The year before the girl's death, he was found sleeping in a stolen vehicle and either pulled a firearm on an officer or attempted to and was shot and killed on sight, which sent his father, Danny, Ashley's father, into a complete rage. Danny was also rumored to have drug problems, marijuana and methamphetamine. There were also child abuse charges filed on Danny for the way that he punished Shane for his actions. So police believed he may be acting out of sheer rage and completely lost it, killing his wife and abducting both girls. They released the scene that night, focusing solely on finding Danny. That's right. They released the scene that night. Okay, so I'm obviously not a police officer. Uh, but that just, to me, is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. 
And then the other thing that doesn't make sense is if they thought that he kidnapped his daughter, which I get that. Mm-hmm. Why would he kidnap her best friend? Why not kill her too? To be honest, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me either. But they were so focused on the fact that obviously it was him. That was that was just, they were so streamlined on the fact that it obviously had to have been Danny. It couldn't have been anybody else. It had to have been Danny. This obviously had to have been it. They were just laser beamed on that. And it just infuriates me to my core. So is this going to be the shortest podcast ever? Or is oh, case closed? heck no. There are so many twists and turns to this because it's going to get under your skin to no end. Okay. I'm sorry, people, because this is this. This story is going to infuriate you because the next morning, Jay and Lorreen, Laura's parents, went to the crime scene themselves because it was released to see if they could find any evidence themselves. And they found evidence in the form of a body. (laughs) That's right. They missed an entire body. Technically, they missed two. Because they found a male body and a Rottweiler rolled up next to it. The body was wearing a flannel shirt and gray sweatpants. He had been stepped all over, boot prints covering everything. And this is really gross, but I'm sorry, you have to hear it. Part of his head had been stomped in and they had to ID him based on part of the wire in his sinus cavity from a reconstructive surgery. And that's how they discovered that, in fact, was Danny. So they were wrong. Yeah, that's the understatement. Uh... They were horribly wrong. And adding to this, he also died by gunshot wound to the head. I'm already getting frustrated. I know that this is not even the worst part of this case yet. Uh, But how incompetent do you have to be at your job to not even... I mean, let's forget the cops for a second. The firefighters were there to put out a fire. Mm Mm-hmm. It is their job to find bodies after a fire. And they could not even find this body. And just think, like, this is how I'm thinking about it. These people, the parents, they're not trained to look at these things. I, in my, in my mind, I can't imagine that a burned up body would look very much like a body. Um, But I mean, clothes, I would think would still kind of look like clothes. Um, and they were able to recognize that it was a body. So I've how in the world can you miss that? I've seen Chicago Fire. I think I could identify a burnt body. Okay. I'm sure television doesn't actually do it justice. Okay. I'm sure it does not. But still, I can only imagine, like, how in the world could you miss that? So I'm thinking, what else could they have missed? Because think they missed a body. What other things have they completely looked over at this point? What other things have their horribly streamlined lack of doing actual work? What time was the fire? 
early in the morning, like overnight early in the morning. They probably wanted it. It was called in sometime around 5.30 a.m. Yeah, they probably had an early morning, so they wanted to go home quick. So they were done. Are you prepared to get slightly more angry? No, but go on. At this point, the girls still, still are not actually listed as missing. Yeah, that's just... I mean, this this case could be discussed so many ways. Um, I, I honestly think the best way on this one is a training, training podcast for police officers on how not to do your job. I mean, I have to agree with you because it's just like, what in the world? And don't get me wrong. There are so many wonderful police departments out there that are solving cold cases with the smallest, tiny shred of evidence out there that are, you know, 50, 60 years old. And it's incredible what they're doing. And then there's this. And it's just mind boggling to me. Like, how in the world? How in the world can you miss a whole human body. How? Well, when you got when you want to get home and you know get breakfast, I mean, you'll miss anything. I guess I don't know. It's just it's blowing my mind. So, obvious at this point. Um, obviously, they had to start rethinking their theories because surprise, they had to reconsider. Danny was not the problem anymore. Um, so they researched the house and reblocked it off as a crime scene. And uh, they found Laura's purse, her keys, her money. Um, they found Kathy's purse and they decided that they didn't think robbery was a motive because they found money in the purse. And so they decided, OK, well, we don't we don't think that robbery was actually a motive. Um, so they were thinking, OK, did the girls get caught up in something? Did they just escape? Um, they knew of Danny's history. So was it some sort of drug deal gone bad? Um, so they obviously, they opened up a tip line and tips started like coming in like crazy. And there were reports of Laura and Ashley being seen at a party just two days after the fire. And no proof. Again, of course, there's no proof. Yeah, that, I mean... Granted, most of my knowledge comes from Law and Order and, you know, TV shows like that. But when you ask for the public for tips, I mean, you got, you're going to have the people who just call in just to, you know. Oh, just to heckle, of course. Yeah. And there's going to be people who think they saw somebody. And that's okay because, you know, one out of 100 tips might actually lead mm-hmm. somewhere. But that's okay. That's That's what they're preparing for. So... But my problem with this is when you got a police department like this, it's incompetent. I mean, that's I don't know how the your police department is now, but obviously during this case, they were incompetent. I mean, something along those lines. So you've got all these people coming in with these, you know, false tips. And mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just going to make it harder for them to investigate. And I mean... They probably picked the first tip they got and said, this is what happened. Well, there there were some tips that they did look into, which surprised me a little bit. Don't get me wrong, but they actually did do something. So there was a tip that came in <clears throat> from a former meth cook, because, you know, we're looking into the drug, drug aspect here, uh, named Randall Maxwell, saying that it was a drug deal gone wrong. And he had a source, unknown source, of course, 
um, that told him that somebody shot Danny and Kathy for drug money, kidnapped the girls, and raped them. Um, Witnesses even signed affidavits saying that they saw the girls at a local drug house owned by a man named Chester Shadwick, drugged, tied, and raped, claiming they'd been left alive there for over a week. Now, unfortunately, nothing came of this. They actually did search. They actually did look. Um, They found tapes there, and they found film, and they even found blood, and they tested the blood, but unfortunately, it wasn't human. So they did some investigation, at least, which is better than, honestly, I kind of expected, if I'm going to be honest, but... Two things. Nothing. I hate the name Chester. I'm sorry if anybody's (laughs) listening. His name is Chester. Uh, second was the DNA that they got was that the Rottweiler that they found it didn't say it just said it wasn't human I couldn't find out what it actually was it just said it wasn't human so it it could have been any kind of blood it could have been pig blood it could have been cow blood it could have been any sort it just was not human and it didn't say how much it literally could have just been a drop I'm going to be honest here Chester's on the top of my list. Just the name. <laughs> Way to go. Throw the book at him. Sure. It's Chester just because of the name. Exactly. All right. We're, we're set here. Matt's got a theory, you guys. I'm going to feel really bad if we have listeners named Chester. because We probably do have listeners named Chester. And Chester, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're probably a bad person or probably murderer. I don't know. <sighs> my gosh. Okay. Well... Laura's parents obviously wouldn't give up. And let me tell you, um, they were big advocates. Um, At one point, a serial killer actually decided to confess to the murders. Um, A serial killer named Tommy Lynn Sells decided to confess to the murders. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm pretty sure he did it just to get out of jail for a little bit. Um, He confessed to the murders and it was valid enough within reason for them to go ahead and let him out. And he said he could guide them to their bodies. Um, He had recently killed a 13-year-old girl about 11 hours away in Texas. So it wasn't too far to be completely unreasonable. Um, So they got him out of prison. They let him take him to where he said he dropped them off. But surprise, surprise, there were no bodies. There were no bodies. So we're pretty sure that nothing came of that either. And from what I could understand, the MO of the murder that he um, committed on the 13-year-old girl also did not have the same MO at all. Um, Anything along the same lines as anything that we could believe or was being told about Ashley and Laura were happening so it's kind of hard to say but I personally don't think it was him let you jump in so on this one I don't I don't exactly believe it obviously Uh, I'm I'm with you I think that the he was just trying to get out of prison for a little bit I always have a problem when serial killers confess to murders, especially ones that are semi-high profile. 
especially around this area. I mean, I remember the story pretty big when even when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't trust that story very much, but all I can say is that serial killer's name is probably Chester. No, it it was Tommy. Um, but Tommy was probably his adopted name. Chester is his real name. We all know it. It was Tommy, but uh, I personally pretty pretty sure it wasn't him. Pretty sure he just uh, wanted out of prison for a while. Uh, personal theory, but he definitely was not convicted for that. He was, however, convicted for the murder of the 13-year-old. So that is great. Great news for that. Um, so as far as I know, he's still in prison for it. Excellent. Well, that's good. I mean, yeah. my guess is where that 13-year-old was killed probably had a better police force on it than this one. Yeah. Yeah. You said yeah. it was in Texas? Yeah, they're a little better down there. Yeah. But there's there's good news, though, coming up. Well, hold on. Before, since you got to make fun of Florida last week, I'm going to take <laughs> Texas this week. <laughs> okay. Just kidding. Uh, but Texas really, I think, probably has the better police force than Oklahoma, to be honest, uh, especially after reading this case. Uh, and if you were a police officer in Oklahoma, I'm sure it's better now. Uh, back when this case happened, definitely not, though. Things have uh, things have gotten a little better. Just uh, let me let me finish the story. Okay, we got to go up from here. We can't go down anymore. It might go down a little bit before it goes back up. But listen, I, there's more, okay? There's more. So follow me here because it goes goes on a little loop-de-loop. I'm stuck in my chair, so I'm going wherever you're going to. That's right, you guys. I have him tied down to the chair. You're welcome. Um, so yeah, around 2005, a man named Jeremy Jones was arrested in Alabama for rape, murder, and arson. And um, as you can imagine, that's very similar to uh, pretty much exactly what happened in Welch, Oklahoma. And he's actually from Welch, Oklahoma. So Mobile, Alabama police um, realized what happened in Welch, Oklahoma and contacted Welch, Oklahoma police about it because... Jeremy Jones told them that he had a very guilty conscience over two girls in Oklahoma. And he was arrested the morning of the fire, just 15 minutes away, drunk and in possession of a syringe. How long after the fire was he arrested? How long after the fire? This yeah. was in 2005, so five, six years. Well, you said, oh, he, I thought you said he was arrested after the fire. Oh, it, yeah, like he, 15 minutes away. I don't know exactly how long. It was the same morning. Okay, so. But pretty, pretty quickly. I mean, if he had just started a fire and killed a whole bunch of people, uh, my guess is that they would have some kind of, you know, they'd be able to smell it on him. I mean, you would think so, but I'm going to be honest with you. These people didn't quite seem to put two and two together very well at the time. 
Uh, And you have to remember, if it was close to the same time, they may not have realized it was arson yet. Well, that's true. I mean, the first night they released the scene, so... Yeah, it it took a while for them to find Kathy's body, and then they didn't find Annie's body until the next day when Jay and um, Kathy... Or, yeah, Jay and Lorene found it. Sorry. And... um. So it took a while for them to find both bodies and they didn't realize that it was a murder investigation yet or arson necessarily. It just looked like a house was burning. So it very well could have just looked like a house was burning. And we know that accidents happen. Um, I have reptiles, for instance. And I mean, electrical fires happen all the time. I got a question. Oh, no. Do they know that it's a murder at this point? Or that there was a crime other than a fire? Because I'm just asking because this police department doesn't. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. They, I mean, that same day they knew. Um, it, I mean, they were really not smart about it and they immediately released the scene. But yeah, they knew the same day that there was a, a bullet wound in Kathy's skull and it was a murder and an arson. And it wasn't smart, but they released it. And I don't like it. The more I sit on this story, the more I just absolutely hate it. Uh, it's frustrating. Any, anybody out there that's a parent can kind of see exactly what I'm thinking. Uh, I, I'm trying to say this without being too mean uh but if it was my child involved in this and i would not sleep until everyone on that police force was fired because that is this is just gross negligence yeah (laughs) i kind of have to agree but like i said don't you worry there are good things coming um the first good tiny bit of news I have a little bit. Jordan, I don't like you right now. I know. I know. I told you the case is frustrating and it's terrible, but I have a tiny, tiny bit of good news. Um, Jeremy Jones, at the very least, was sentenced to death for the murder in Mobile, Alabama. So somebody can do their job. Yeah, but we still don't have. I mean, I'm guessing he didn't confess to these murders. So he he said that he thought they were dumped in the old mines in Galena, Kansas. Now, if you know the area, Galena, Kansas is really close. It's uh, within just a few miles. And um, it's and the entire area is just full of old mines and the entire just the entirety of the area, hundreds of miles, basically, or just an, an entire mining area. And all of it is just full of mining, just old mines. And you can, I'm sure you can probably dump bodies there. That's a horrible plan. Don't do it, people. Um, It's extremely dangerous. Okay. Like, you will get hurt. Um, Never never mind the fact that you just murdered someone, but just don't do it because it'll hurt you. It'll hurt you. Okay. Not a good plan. (laughs) You will get hurt. They will collapse. And it's just a really bad idea. Um, but 
they did search the areas in which he supposedly said that they were at and nothing was found. So there's that. Honestly, I this one is I, I kind of believe this one more than the other ones. Uh, just because Alabama at least seems like they were doing their jobs. Um, it's pretty sad that the Alabama police you know, were did more for this case than any other one, possibly. Uh, but I, it's still frustrating. <laughs> uh, it, it is a little frustrating, but uh, again, I, it's it's on the up and up. So Laura's mom, Lorene, never gave up. She set up a Facebook page and took all sorts of crazy tips. And this is the most crazy thing I've ever heard in my life. She was taking tips about drug dealers and she was meeting them on their own properties. Okay. And asking them to search their own properties for proof. Okay. Like, this woman is absolutely insane in the coolest freaking way I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, when I grow up, I want to be her. Yeah. That, it's, okay. I'm trying to put this into words because I'm still extremely frustrated uh, that the fact that the mother of one of the victims had to do more police work than the actual police department. But on the other hand, this lady rocks. Uh, I think anyone who's listening to this can agree to that. And I think also anybody else that's listening to this can say, fuck Chester. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry to anybody out there who is named Chester. I'm so sorry. I'm just so sorry. But anywho, no, she is absolutely amazing. And there were actually a couple people who even let her search, which is incredible because she obviously is a force to be reckoned with. Okay. Like she managed to get into a few properties. She searched backyards. She searched wells. She didn't find anything, which is unfortunate. But think of how dangerous that is and the situations that she managed to put herself into. And that is just freaking incredible. That's an understatement. Incredible. Just incredible. Like, I have goosebumps because a mother's love, you know, it it doesn't end. And obviously, Ashley's family is gone. They can't look for her. They can't get justice for her. But... Laura's family is doing everything that they can. And my God, are they doing everything that they can? Like, holy cow, they are pulling out every freaking stop in the book. Like, every little thing. And it's, it's sad that they're having to do this. Uh, but, I mean, they're, they're kind of... And I think I would be in the same in this situation where they're thinking, if they're not going to do it, who is? And unfortunately, that's what they've been, you know, given in this case, because I mean, I'm sure we're, we're missing some of the investigators. I mean, I'm sure there's good, you know, agents or detectives or whoever's even investigating the case now at this point. I'm sure there are 
good people working on the case. Uh, but I mean, it happened so long ago that, you know, and the fact that the original detectives on this just screwed it up so massively that I honestly think that we'll be lucky if it ever gets solved, unfortunately. And that part just breaks my heart for this family. It does. But, surprise, surprise, I believe Admin made some changes. And in 2018, an arrest was made. Surprise. So, charges were filed on a man named Ronnie Dean Busick in the murder of both girls acting in concert with a man named Phil Welch and Dave Pennington for abducting both girls keeping them and keeping them alive for up to a week. So they obviously had more going on than what they were letting on. Yeah. Um, but also my skeptical brain here is is this the right person or is it just somebody that they're trying to save face with? Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, and I'll, I'll keep going back to it, but they've messed up so much at the beginning of this case that anything they do now at this point is going to it's going to take a lot for them to gain people's trust back I think Uh, at least mine I don't know about anybody else but I know me it's it's inexcusable I agree I know I'm getting stuck on that part but uh, it just it's frustrating so anyways go back to the suspect <laughs> I agree entirely um, but obviously um, administration changed a little bit and um, some changes were made which is a beautiful thing in my opinion and they cited evidence of Polaroids um, that were found now they were either found or told or something along those lines. I never actually found the Polaroids. Now, I I don't necessarily want to see the Polaroids for obvious reasons. Um, unfortunately, they allegedly show the girls tied up with Phil Welch lying next to them. In some of them, they were believed to be tied up, raped, and tortured. So, obviously, they are not going to be good pictures to look at. But um, they were supposedly found in a leather briefcase, briefcase, can't say that word, sorry, um, belonging to Welch, and he kept it like a trophy, which is absolutely disgusting. So, has this guy been convicted yet, or is he still going through trial and everything. He said 2018, so case is probably already, he's already probably convicted, right? Or took a plea deal. Uh, well, don't tell me what one yet, but. There were, there were three, right? There were, um, there were the three, 
Ronnie Busick was the one that was tried and charged. And the other two, unfortunately, were dead before they could try and charge them with anything because all three of them were druggies. And um, Ronnie apparently was seen and had made many statements to a lot of people about all of his actions to these girls. But he had threatened all of them so many times with violence that they mostly remained quiet. So eventually somebody finally spoke up, which is how this ended up coming to light. Um, So he eventually was tried and charged with first degree murder, but he cut a deal because of course he did. Um, Partially because of his health. Like I said, um, his, his health was bad because he'd been into drugs for most of his life. Um, he pled guilty to withholding information on the case and accessory to murder. And he was sentenced to, this is going to hurt my soul. I'm so sorry. 10 years in prison and five years probation. Now, it hurts me to say this, but more or less, that's actually at least life for him because he's not expected to live that long. So did he confess or? I don't know if he actually confessed or not. Now, we have so many people saying that he confessed to them, but I don't think he ever actually confessed to the police. (laughs) But he did cut a deal and pled guilty. So. Not to play devil's advocate here, but not, not, you know, taking a deal doesn't necessarily mean he's guilty. Uh, Considering my guess is he's probably not the richest person, so he probably had a public defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just want to move on to the next one as quickly as possible. So um, I, I don't know, but my concern is, is since he pled, you know, since he took a deal, probably most of the evidence that they have was never actually released. I agree. Uh, which means, you know, Without him saying so, we don't know if he actually did it. And well, then, and the the reasoning behind it was supposedly Danny Freeman owed him money for meth, and this was his collection method, which is disgusting. Just super yeah. disgusting. But, I mean, even <laughs> that doesn't really make sense to me because, you know, taking two girls... I mean, you know, I'm not going to get into the details of it, but I kind of, you know, I get, I understand the idea of why people think that this makes sense. But in practicality, I mean, I know it, it doesn't make sense. And I know it happens. I'm not saying that it's impossible here. That's not what I'm saying at all. But at the same time, it just. It's sickening. Yeah. And honestly, I've got, like I said, I've, you know, uh, I've made myself perfectly clear that I feel like the police department and in you know hindsight probably the prosecuting attorney's office really screwed this case up from the beginning. I mean they released it the same day. They missed a whole body. 
how do you miss a body? And yeah, it's just the biggest concern for me is, you know, find out who did it. That's obviously one thing that we want because we want to know who actually killed these girls. But for me, thinking about this as a parent, it's I want to find, you know, have the girls' bodies brought back to their parents. That is also my biggest concern. Um, I, for the most part, we believe we know at least what happened to them now. And as horrible as that is, where are they at? You know, bring them to rest. Let them come home. It's just, it makes me so sad. I'm going to turn my anger to the prosecuting attorney at this point because... You know, he should have never made a deal without knowing where the bodies were. That should have been the first thing that they got. Because without that, they've got nothing. And it just, I feel for the, I feel for this family. I really do. Um, I just, I can't even put it into words right now. I'm so angry right now. And I hate you, Jordan. <laughs> You guys should see his face. I'm about to put Jordan on the same level as Chester. That's how angry I am right now. He's seething. And I can understand it because I, I, I'm seething. Um, I, I sound calm, but I'm, I'm seething because I don't understand. Um, and I, I don't understand how someone could do this to other people, to 16-year-old girls. I don't understand how you could do this to anybody. They were innocent and for for money for any reason at all, period. And they didn't deserve this. Their families didn't deserve this. And they're never going to get closure now, ever. I mean, they've still, years and years, it's 2023. We still haven't found their bodies. Every time that we see a news report pop up, we still watch. Um, We're very local to this case. And we still watch. And every now and then, you know... um, We'll find bodies found and all of us are tense because we're like, oh my gosh, did they finally find Laura and Ashley? And we still haven't found anything. And it's heartbreaking, even for us. And it, we're not even their family, but we we almost feel like we are because we're all still waiting for them to almost come home in a weird way. I just... Like, I... I am trying to put in the words my frustration with because these girls obviously went through hell. We don't, I mean, we think we know what happened, but we don't know what happened. But regardless of what actually happened to them, we know they went through hell. Absolutely. And this family is still going through hell because they, they've been let down by everybody that was supposed to be there to help them. I mean, I I can't even put it into words. Like, I am so frustrated at the... And I want to make this clear. I am not calling out every police officer, every, you know, in the whole country. That's a topic for that I'm not going to get into. But for this police department, and especially those detectives who were had the initial case, they do not deserve to be police officers. They do not deserve to be anywhere near any cases like this 
their lack of action, their lack of basic decency has put this family through hell. And I am so sorry if people are offended by that, but this, honestly, I wish I knew the detectives' names who were originally on this case because I I truly, truly hope they are not cops anymore. Uh, And then the Oklahoma Bureau of Investigation. They should have known better. They are supposed to be the better agency. They are supposed to be more you know, highly trained, you know, they're supposed to just be better at investigating. And even they failed this family. And to me, that is just unacceptable. Because of them, this case may never be solved. They may never find the bodies. And, you know, I'm not saying that if they would have done their job right the first time that they would have found it any sooner. Because I don't know that. But... It is just frustrating that this family has to go through this. I have to agree entirely because who knows what could have happened differently if the case had been treated differently immediately from the get-go. If they had found Danny that first day, if they had looked at it differently that very first day and they had, you know, thought of a different theory that first day instead of focusing solely on Danny, you know, and listing them as missing that very first day and just thinking of it in a different light. Who knows what would have happened? They may still be entirely missing. They may still never have been found, which is horrible. But all I can say is that I I really hope that they're at peace. Um, I can't imagine what they went through. But... I hope that every victim out there has a family like Laura's because my God, does she have a family? <laughs> this, this is the only part of this whole story that gives me a little bit of hope. My God, does she have the most amazing mother out there in the world um, to fight for her? Every victim deserves a mom like her to fight for her. And I hope that everyone has that and everyone has someone out there fighting for them like Lorene did for her. And I hope that everyone has that. Everyone deserves that because my gosh, what a force to be reckoned with. It's just incredible. It is. Now that you thoroughly made me angry. (laughs) It's my pride and joy. You're welcome. I definitely think we can call this one, but I do want to say one last thing before I go. Is it about Chester? Fuck Chester. (laughs) Of course it's about Chester. And I hate you, Jordan, for making me go through this case. (sighs) Anytime. It is my pleasure to make you angry. Just wait till next week. I'm going to make sure to get one that'll thoroughly do the same to you. Ah, lovely. I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you all for listening to All Things Mysterious. You can find links to all of our social media below for information, sneak peeks, and laughs. As always, here at All Things Mysterious, we keep you guessing.